Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here because today I am going to be talking about quite a interesting topic and if you've read the title you have seen my confession which spoiler alert if you haven't it's that I really do not care what you eat. Wow what a statement right from a nutritionist it's such a statement that before I was a nutritionist if I heard it I would be thinking why you know your your whole job is about food obviously you care what people eat well in this episode I am going to tell you all the reasons why I really do not care what you or anyone else eats and why in my opinion and why, in my opinion, the best types of nutritionists and dietitians and people in general who don't really care too much about what you're eating, why I think they make the best people. So um, to kick us off, I thought it would be really interesting to talk about my journey to becoming a non-diet professional. And when I say journey, I always find that word in some ways really lovely because things aren't static and stuck in one place. And then on the other hand, the word journey has some connotations to me that are more um, like it's less, I guess, serious, a little bit more hippie a little bit more um, airy theory. So I am going to say my journey to becoming a non-diet professional. Bear in mind that I'm not totally keen on the word journey. Anywho, I thought I would talk about really how I how I got to this point where I'm a nutritionist who truly doesn't care that much about what you eat. So I don't want to talk too much about me because really this podcast isn't about me. It's made just for you. So I'm not going to talk, you know, for 20 minutes about my life story. But what I will say is that I think I got into nutrition in the way that most nutrition professionals do, which based on the research and the conversations that I've had over the years with other professionals is usually is from a tough relationship to food. There are a couple of other ways that I see people coming into this field. So often they might be someone who is like very interested in food and cooking and they're kind of like a foodie and they really enjoy eating. Um, And then there's a sort of other side, which is more they're really interested in health and well-being. And so that's kind of how they get into it. So I think that's the kind of three common reasons I see people coming into the nutrition world. And for me, it was my own disordered eating that brought me here. So um, when I did my undergraduate degree, I so I have a, an undergraduate in biology, um, which was mainly specialising actually in conservation biology, conservation biology and like evolutionary biology, which is quite a fun fact about me because it's really something that I never talk about. It never comes up in my daily, you know, chats about my job. So 
that is a fun fact for you VIP podcast listeners. Um, and so, yeah, when I finished my undergraduate degree, I was really in the midst of what I thought was super healthy. So very high in fruits and vegetables, very low in so-called processed foods. But yeah, it was like a really kind of a really tough time looking back on it. But I truly thought that I was the epitome of health, which is really funny because I was absolutely exhausted. My digestive system was my mental health was extremely poor. And yeah, but you know, I thought I was the epitome of health and well-being. So what better way to use that than to do a master's in nutrition? So um that's kind of how I became a nutritionist. Um, I think it's a really common story. And if you're a nutritionist or any kind of healthcare professional, you'll probably resonate with that idea that journey (laughs) so that's kind of how I came to be a nutritionist and and I did my master's and I was already very aware of the non-diet approach and if you don't know what I mean by that I basically mean the approach that I use now which is this nutrition counseling approach that focuses on health outside of weight and so I was already really familiar with this concept but obviously I wasn't a nutritionist yet so I wasn't working with people one-to-one and so in my master's course I was learning and seeing a lot about you know weight loss and so-called healthy eating and there was really a, a dichotomy going on in my brain because I was learning more and more about what healthy means or what you know so-called healthy means and what it means to you know having like a, a good lifestyle and it was really polarizing from the other stuff I was learning which was more about the idea that you know people can partake in health behaviors no matter their body size um and so when I finished my master's and I started working with people in my own clinic and this was around um almost three years ago now I never advertised myself as like a weight loss nutritionist or you know I never sold or made people weight loss plans or anything like that but what I did find is that in the early days so maybe like the first year of being a nutritionist I had a lot of people who I worked with who they really just wanted to focus on healthy eating and you might be thinking well great you're a nutritionist that's your job right but actually what I found is that for a lot of people when they talk about healthy eating what they're actually talking about is restrictive eating or a kind of lifestyle diet and please note that I am not judging anyone who wants to lose weight or anyone who does diet or anyone who does you know restrict their eating in order to lose weight but I just knew that this sort of work was not for me and instead 
Um, the work that I really, really love is being a nutritionist who more helps people with their relationship to food and their body. And so it's been three years-ish now, just under three years, that I've been supporting people in their relationship to food. And I truly believe that if I couldn't be doing this work I'm doing in helping people with their disordered eating, I really, really doubt that I would be a nutritionist because I can't see myself doing any anything else. And so that leads us on to talk about why I'm not really too fussed about what you or anyone else really eats. So whenever I'm with new friends or if I'm at, you know, some sort of event or meeting, you know, new people, I really, really hate saying that I'm a nutritionist. And to be fair, I actually, when someone asks what I do for my job, I actually tend to say I'm a nutrition counsellor, uh, which most people don't really know what that means. But I will say that and I think it it does kind of give a different vibe across than just saying you're a nutritionist. But anyway, so because it often comes with questions about what they should eat or what they shouldn't eat or say we're eating a meal, they might ask me what I think of it or there might be a little a little joke from them like, oh, this isn't healthy enough for you or, you know, oh, I'm bad for eating this, which I really get because it's really just human nature to try to be comforted and validated for what, what you're doing. So I really understand why they're doing it, but it puts me in a kind of sticky situation because I truly couldn't care less what anyone else is eating or drinking. What I do care about though is how people feel about the food that they're eating. So I really do not care what someone is having for their lunch or ordering in Starbucks and if they do or don't buy a pastry or a sandwich with it. But a side note is that I do really care when people feel really quite tough things around food. So this is where it gets a little bit more nuanced. What what I do care about is if someone is fearful or isn't wanting to be judged for picking up a certain food or eating a certain food. Those are the things I really truly care about. Sometimes when I'm working with a new person, they might come to our first appointment together and they they might have filled in a food diary and you might be thinking well you're a nutritionist of course they're going to bring you a food diary you need to you know see what they're eating and while I agree in some sense I don't agree in the way you maybe think or the way the people who bring me the food diary might think So when someone brings me a food diary, I don't, you know, bat them away and give them a fail for the appointment. But I'm really curious why they brought it to me. And it really leads us on to talking about 
their relationship to food and it can be a really good indicator of how they feel about certain foods. It's really common for someone to bring me that food diary in the first appointment and they might say, oh, but you know, this was a bad week or, oh, I ate, um, I ate this burger and chips and then I had cake, but this was just a, a treat when I was out for dinner. And so a lot of guilt, a lot of fear of being judged really comes up. I will say the same thing to you that I say to them. I say, I truly am not fast or care too much about what you're eating. I am really only interested in how you feel about it. When I'm working one-to-one with people, and um, this is just an example, and they tell me that they they eat, you know, every single day, five pizzas, two burgers, four pints of ice cream, right? That's just random. If they tell me they eat that and that they truly feel fine about it and it gives them energy and they feel physically good and they're not feeling, you know, any digestive problems or any fatigue and they're not feeling guilty about eating the food, then great. This is all with nuance, right? Because if I'm working with someone one-to-one as a nutritionist, or I should say, as a nutrition counsellor because only a small part of my job is actually about the details of what people are eating it's you know a tiny part um if someone does come to me in an appointment and they say I want to talk about nutrition and I want to talk about how I can feel better in my body or you know I'm I'm really not enjoying the food I'm eating or I'm feeling physically unwell with the food I'm eating, that kind of thing, then of course we're going to talk about it and we're going to dive into the details. But I'm never judging or trying to fix what people are eating without them asking for it. And then just to add a little bit more nuance, an extra layer to this, it's also not appropriate for most of the clients I'm working with to work on the details of their like food intake. So most of the people I work with are struggling with disordered eating. When someone is having a tough time with food, like most of the people listening to this podcast, it's really not the best idea to go into changing what your diet looks like because it's probably going to end up quite messy. So for example, let's say you were struggling with binging and you started seeing a nutritionist who maybe wasn't giving you a meal plan and wasn't outright telling you what to eat, but maybe they gave you some suggestions. And so your relationship to food is exactly the same, out of control with food, you're still feeling quite guilty with food and they suggest because you've asked them you know what should I be eating to be healthier and they suggest that you have a source of protein or more protein at every meal and every snack. That can quite easily become a bit of a rule and can really fuel your binge in even more because it might be that whenever you binge you're never having 
any protein sources like like meat or dairy or nut or eggs right that kind of thing and so what happens is every time you binge you feel even more guilty than you did without this suggestion and so that's why when I'm working with people we don't work on the details of what they're eating for quite a while and when I say quite a while that's because I'm I'm not sure and so I guess all of this to say is that I really think that the best nutrition professionals to help you with your relationship to food are really the ones that only care about how you feel when you eat a certain food or drink or eat a certain amount of food because ultimately you know what's best for your body and you might say that you don't but actually with a bit more awareness and developing and building a better relationship to food you will get to the point where you know what feels good in your body and what doesn't feel so good. I hope all of that made sense and if you are thinking you know she sounds like the kind of nutritionist that I need I I would be really happy to support you and explore what kind of work we could do together um, and so I'm really happy to say that we're going into the the autumn months now as I'm recording this which is the start of September quite a few slots available to work with me one-to-one if you're keen to chat with me about support let's have a quick free phone call to chat about the kind of support you're looking for and just to explore how working together might help you and so if you want to do that you can head to the show notes there's a very short application form that you'll be linked to. We've come to the end of today's episode and I really hope it was interesting and helpful to hear my confession of that I don't really care what you're eating, I more care how you feel about it. So... Mm-hmm.